Welcome to Real Estate Investing in the Real World Podcast. The topic of this episode is more exciting news, Freedom Mentor family. I'm going to introduce you to another member of my team, an absolute brilliant mind of real estate, both as an investor and an agent. That's right. He's maintained a very successful agency practice while also being a great creative real estate investor. So we'll talk about that in this interview. We're also going to talk about the interesting way he found Freedom Mentor. You're going to love that. And then we'll dive deep into the subject of making money while you sleep. And that's with trophy rental properties. We'll talk about where the opportunities are and how to do that right. You're going to love that too. All right, without further ado, let me introduce you to Mr. Devin Sheehan. Welcome, Devin. Hey, Phil. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So excited to have you. We have so much to dive into. Let's get started quickly from the very beginning. How did you find real estate? Well, I knew from a really young age, real estate was something I wanted to do. I read books on it. I I watch YouTube videos on it. And I was working in the restaurant industry over a decade ago. And I was always good with people. I always liked being around people, was a very social type of person. And a gentleman would always come into the restaurant that I worked. And he recommended, he said, you know what? You would be really good at real estate. So long mm-hmm. story short, that's how I got into it on the agency side. Right. So you start off as a real estate agent, you achieve yeah. success there, and then you start looking into becoming an investor. Why? Why jump to that side? Well, I knew, you know, especially a couple of years in as an agent, that when I stopped working, when I stopped following up with my clients or, you know, putting together get togethers once a quarter with my clients, that eventually my business would begin to tailor off. And I wanted to build an income that paid me even when I was not working, right? Right. Had more control over that. So as an agent, you can make really great income, hundreds of thousands of dollars a year, even in the seven figures. So the income as you build an agency business is really good. However, moving that to more of a long-term passive income approach, because I knew at one point I wanted to get off the treadmill. I didn't want to have to answer to my clients at one point. Right. Right. And so you start looking to learn more. And how did you find Freedom Mentor? So what's really interesting is I stumbled across the mentor that mentored you in real estate That's right. by That's doing right. a deal in my local town. And he mm-hmm. had asked me for my opinion based on my experience and the recommendations he heard and the mm-hmm. business I was doing in the town that I live in that I would be a good resource to ask questions to. So he wanted to know, should I condoize the units that I bought? Should I keep it multifamily? Should I turn it into single family? And that's how he ended up introducing us because I saw his lifestyle. I was like, man, how is this guy (laughs) able to travel whenever he wants, wherever he wants, and be able to work from anywhere in the world? And I began to ask questions. And ultimately, that's how he led me to you. Yeah. So you found Freedom Mentor from my mentor by seeing ultimately his lifestyle. Yeah. Absolutely. So you find us. Now, Freedom Mentor, obviously, one big part of our business is teaching people how to create money through creative Hmm. real estate investing and flipping houses. So, and that's a little bit different from building money while you sleep from rental property. 
But sure. tell us, uh, where did that fit into your entire business strategy and plan to do creative real estate and, and flipping houses? Well, one, I knew I could create a lot more velocity per deal. I was able to make a lot more income by structuring creative financing deals, finding distressed properties, fixing them up. And I maintained my license because who better to sell it than myself, right? That's how I yeah. felt about it because I was already doing it for my clients. So by yeah. adding that skill set to my tool belt, I was able to create a lot more income in addition to my agency role with clients. So in other words, being able to add more fuel to the fire of building long-term wealth. Yeah, absolutely. And it was control of my time because yeah. I control my time a lot better. That's right. So as a creative real estate investor, uh, there there is a lot more control there. You're not necessarily at the beck and call of a, of a client. Although, I mean, there's still plenty of active work involved. You have to go meet with sellers. You got to structure deals. So there's still plenty of active work. And yeah, you mentioned about this, the fact that they work in tandem. Tell us a little bit more of why, even to this day, you maintain a successful agency practice, I'll call it, while being a creative real estate investor. Well, one, the market that I'm in, the price points are significantly higher. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I can be a lot more selective with the clients that I work with. Plus, I've been in the business for a fair amount of time before I even started the investment side. So my clientele, my referrals, my relationships are constantly sure. holding on top of one another. Yeah, the skill set. I mean, you develop the skill set. You're just wearing different hats. So sure. to not work with clients that are buying larger scale properties on the retail side, it, it made sense to keep continuing to hold my license. You make plenty yeah. of income. And when there's opportunities and they're distressed properties or options for creative financing, I wear the investor hat. Both work and complement one another. So let's shift now to that wonderful topic of building wealth through trophy rental properties. I believe it was Warren Buffett that said that if you never figure out how to make money while you're sleeping, you'll have to work for the rest of your life. So Tell us, where do you see the best opportunities in owning rental property right now? You know, what I see, Phil, is I'm really bullish on multifamily, mobile home parks, places where people need a roof over their head. It's an mm -hmm. and it's for them, it's it's something that they need, regardless of how bad the economic situation gets. So. Uh, an example, I suppose, would be what we're currently seeing where WeWork uh, is filing bankruptcy and they provided flex office space. Turns out people don't really need flex office space. But what you're saying is that they need a roof over their head. Tell us a little bit more about the different opportunities that you see within that, that category of providing housing. Like what about single family homes versus you had mentioned multifamily? Yeah, I mean, you look at single family, Phil, and you look at what happened in COVID. A lot of single family investors, I mean, when their tenants stopped paying, you know, they were in a lot of trouble. Whereas owning multiple units in one location really begins to offset your risk. I mean, you yeah. think about Airbnb, right? I've owned a couple of them too as well. And Airbnbs, you know, certain towns, all of a sudden you have a very profitable Airbnb and it gets shut down because the laws are changing. I would much rather something that's zoned for what its intended use is, because I know they're not going to come after the multiple. Right. And, and in addition, even ADU units, those are great additional spaces that you can have on your property to begin to offset your cost of living. So very bullish on places that people need to live. 
And you brought up a great example with um, Airbnb because it happened in your local market or at least one of your properties where they just shut them all down. And you mentioned this idea of their intended use. You know, that's such a big deal because so often we see where, where people, they don't have the right help and they'll buy a triplex only to discover it's zoned for two units. Uh-oh. Uh, yeah, you bring up a great point. But getting back to this housing, so why is housing so important right now? Well, it's extremely important because it's not only a basic necessity that people need, but when you look at the current environment that we're in and look at people coming out of college and the youth, right, the debt that they have, it's very right. difficult for them to come out and just buy and get ahead. So they are yeah. going to, you look at the active buyer pool right now, I can't tell you how many buyers are having conversations that they're going to wait on the sidelines. They're going to wait yeah. rates come down. And what do they need to do? They need to rent. So yeah. I love where we're going as far as spaces that people need to live in. Yeah, it's such a great point. I, I've read statistics that there will be less homeowners percentage-wise in the next generation than mm -hmm. any previous generation in basically American history. You're right. People are going to rent the rest of their lives, and they need a place to rent. I have also seen where there's just a complete lack of inventory with not class A gorgeous apartments, which we see those being built all across America, but anything that's not class A, uh, you're in, in anything that basically fits into the category of duplexes, triplexes, quads, five units, 10 units, those, there's very few of them. In fact, I can't remember the last time I drove past anyone building a duplex, triplex, quad, or a 10 unit or an eight unit. They're only building these massive uh, class A. And I, I just love what you're sharing there. Yeah, no, that's great opportunity, especially if you're building long-term wealth, to really focus on asset classes that people need to live in. You mentioned about Airbnbs or uh, short-term vacation rentals. Where do you see that in the next one to five years? I really see Airbnb declining. There's going to be certain markets and certain locations within those markets, whether it's a lottery system, whether it's commercially zoned and it's approved, mm -hmm. they only give out so many licenses. I mean, it will exist, but it is certainly going to decline. It's hard to scale that business. It's a very, you have to be very involved in that business. Your reviews, mm -hmm. matter. you have to be consistent. You have to make sure the couch is not broken. The beds aren't broken. <laughs> you know that they didn't put a hole in the TV. And it's a very active business. It's not as passive of getting into, you know, multiple rental units and, and building wealth in that fashion. What great points. And I think so many that are watching this, either A, they're, they already own uh, Airbnbs and they, they're just shaking their head or, or they're hearing that and they don't want to hear that. They're hoping it was something different. It's just so true. The, the level of ma management, even when you hire a management, is so much higher. And so uh, I just got a message from one of my management companies. Phil, we need updated pictures. Here are the three photographers. It's There's always a new decision. But I bought those at the perfect time. I'm cash flowing like a freight train. I'm happy with them. But I, I'm, you know, I, I'm exactly where you're at and in, in where this really lies. And that is providing affordable housing is where you're going to get the greatest freedom. And that's, again, what we've been talking about here. It's not just about owning trophy rental properties, but how do you set it and forget it? And there's just such less you're dealing with. 
So we we talk about um, uh, multifamily, and then we we touched on this idea of, of ADUs. Tell us a little bit about, more about why that's an opportunity as well. Well, I think right now in my marketplace and across the country, towns are much more lenient on allowing these to be established. And what a great way to be able to offset your cost of living. I mean, your cost of living being a mortgage is usually one of the biggest costs that families have. It's one of the most expensive items on their balance sheet and and it is, it is a liability, right? So by reducing your cost of living, that's what allows you to excel and get ahead. Yeah, you and you bring it from the perspective of just the person that owns a home that that's their primary residence. Why not add an ADU if you can if you're in one of those cities where they're pushing for it that allows for it because it can help offset, but it, it also uh certainly is is a benefit to many investors that they've got that single family, but they can add that second unit. And I love your point. At the same time that Airbnbs are being shut down by literally the thousands and thousands, cities are begging for more units and they're allowing for ADUs. So what a great example of even the law is supporting the push toward toward investors providing more housing. That's a great call. So um, this all sounds great, but when the rubber meets the road, Devin, it's still pretty difficult to find a cash flowing duplex or eight unit or six unit. What are some of the absolute fundamentals to being able to do trophy rental property deals and not get into deals that are lousy and you end up frustrated and it's three years later and you're getting rid of it at breaking point? Yeah, I think you have to be an expert deal evaluator. You have to mm-hmm. understand how to evaluate these properties. You need to understand what CapEx improvements you can make, what the current rental market uh, allows you to get, and be Mm -hmm. able to base your numbers on that, but also base your numbers on that by adding management to it as well. Because that's how you begin to scale, not being distracted by the small, minute details where a tenant may say, hey, listen, I want you to cut the grass the other way, right? Let your (laughs) man deal with that and you focus on getting more deals done so much you shared there uh just brilliant the idea that if you're going to really do this right you need to do deals that cash flow so well that you're not the manager i see it so often people want to be their own managers and if you're really going to scale you've got to get out of that mindset you've got to do deals that allow for management and still cash flow well but that still means off market, right? This yeah. isn't on market conversations, right? You want to focus off market to get the best deals working directly with the seller. That allows you to structure the best creative financing deals. It allows you to get the best deals done. See, most people feel when they talk about real estate, they talk about the appreciation of real estate. And the way we look at it is appreciation is really the bonus to the asset, especially. Yeah. To get into cash flowing assets. So understanding how to evaluate the deal and underwrite it is so critical so that the day you close, you understand where it can be approved or, or where the appreciation can be forced and how well it can cash flow rather right. than buying something and all of a sudden it's just breaking even. That's not why we're buying real estate. I, I you know, I could talk about this all day, but I think some others would, would want to know. All right, so how do you make this transition? from being a part of our program as an apprentice, having tremendous success, to now becoming part of the team. So tell us, what what led you to want to become a part of the Freedom Mentor team? 
Well, for one thing, Phil, I saw what it did for me financially, and I saw what people were teaching. I mean, I was making income and generating checks that I have never seen in my life before. And I did not grow up with any money. My family didn't come from money. My my parents didn't own any real estate. And for me, when I saw what we were teaching, I wanted to be a part of it because I do have a passion for wanting and helping people. I love helping my retail clients buy and sell their real estate. Mm-hmm. And I love being able to change people's financial situations. Very involved in my church. I love serving people. In addition, I could I could scale my business much faster by sharing in the profits that we make right. by helping people on how to actually make profits. So for me, I saw it as an additional income stream that I could scale without always having to do the deal myself. And for everyone uh, to to, uh, put that in perspective, what he's sharing there is part of the Freedom Mentor Apprentice Program is that we share in profits with our apprentices. And we're excited to do it because we create this value. That it's a phrase we like to use is 50% of something is a whole lot more than 100% of nothing. And so when we share in the profits with our apprentices, our mentoring team shares in our half. And so what he's saying is that part of what he looked at was not only his passion for helping others, but also the fact that he could gain financially from a lot of deals across America and uh, more power to him. And this is one of the things that was so exciting about Devin. The man was just so smart, so sharp. And that's who I try to surround myself with, with the best and the brightest. And he was one of those that came out of our program that we were thrilled to have the opportunity to have on our team. And it brings us to this question now, and that is why share your wisdom, not just within our inner circle, those in our program, but uh, to our entire general audience? Well, because, Phil, one thing that I think for a lot of people is there's so much information out there Mm -hmm. and reading books and they're watching videos and they're in a very academic environment. There's so much information. They actually don't know what their first step is in the environment. We put our students through is uh, implementation environment where they're knowing how to market for deals. They're meeting with sellers. They're understanding how to structure the deals. And that's ultimately what leads to profits. I was tired of seeing all of the information out there, all of the lack of wisdom that is not helping people actually close on real estate. Yeah. And, And that's what's so exciting too, is to know that you share that same passion of just wanting the truth, the the signal, the wisdom of what really works in the real world, because we're in it every day. This is not regurgitation, but this is how it really works. This doesn't come from AI, doesn't come from a blog post written by somebody who's just a writer, but it's in the it's in the real trenches of how real estate works. And uh, we're so thankful that you're going to uh, add this to your already busy plate of uh, of providing some. A tremendous wisdom to our audience. So, Devin, what are some what are some topics that that you're probably going to be covering here in the next several weeks? Well, some topics are how to make big money with small multifamily deals. There's big money to be made in small multifamily deals if you know how to buy it right. How to buy your first multifamily deal. 
you know, really helping the audience understand how to get from active linear income to creating a rental portfolio that eventually allows them to accomplish whatever goals they have, whether it's a tax shelter, whether it's passive income, whether it's more time with their family, building a rental portfolio at scale. All right. Well, we're going to love those. Uh, that is that is thrilling. Well, Devin, it's been such a pleasure to have you here. So y'all understand where Devin got started. It was Freedom Mentor. It was our apprentice program. So we have mentored, guide, trained him. And you can tell now he is a weapon. He is a world-class real estate investor. If you want to be like him, you can be. And that is through applying for my apprentice program, which again, Devin is a part of our team and you've seen other videos or Brian as well. We have others on our team. Absolutely brilliant people that I surround myself with that help all of our people become the best of the best in their individual market. You can apply for that here. You'll see the link. And um, uh, Devin, again, thank you so much for your time. Do you have any other uh, uh, last words of wisdom for our audience? I think there's two areas that I would say that are wisdom. When I looked at the statistics of real estate, 90% of all self-made millionaires have been done through real estate. When I saw that statistic, there was no other business that I wanted to approach. The second thing that was kind of an aha moment for me was the three things that you gain from real estate that no other business can accomplish. Depreciation, appreciation, and cash flow. And I have not seen another business that can accomplish that. Brilliant wisdom. All right, Devin, thank you so much, everybody. Thank you. If you if you have never applied to our Freedom Mentor Apprentice Program, now is the time because there's never been a better time to get started on your path to financial freedom.